today we are starting the book of 2 Corinthians. And the background of 2 Corinthians is quite complicated. In 1 Corinthians, Paul dealt with the Corinthian believers regarding many major problems. He argued with them and rebuked them. Because of this background, it was necessary for his second letter to have a lengthy introduction, which is actually a word of comfort. He needed to bind up their wounds, so to speak, in this letter. Now, the subject of 2 Corinthians is the New Covenant ministry and its ministers. And even within his lengthy introduction, Paul begins to unfold how the New Covenant ministry is produced. In verses 8 and 9, he says, We were excessively burdened beyond our power, so that we despaired even of living. Indeed, we ourselves had the response of death in ourselves, that we should not have confidence in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Paul and his companions were burdened to such an extent that by their natural power they could not bear it. They even despaired of life. Could you imagine the Apostle Paul even didn't want to live anymore? According to their estimation of the situation, they had no hope of living. They were sure that they would die, that they would be killed by the persecutors. Paul describes later in the book how he suffered shipwreck and being adrift in the open sea, uh, nakedness, hunger, beatings, stonings, imprisonment, etc., because of his alignment with Christ Jesus. And here, he, uh, he tells us in chapter 1, it seems he, he cried out to God for relief. But the, the response was death. The divine answer to his cry was that he should have no confidence in himself, but in God who raises the dead. Since it's God's purpose to saturate our humanity with himself, there has to be the breaking down of our outer man, the flesh of sin and, and the self. God allows suffering to occur in order to facilitate this process. If you are in the midst of, a, of a difficult circumstances and God performs some acts on your behalf for your relief, you can certainly recognize and testify that God is living. But in these situations, nothing of God's life and nature gets blended with you. God is still God, and you are still you. But what if we find ourselves in the midst of difficult circumstances, and God does not come to our rescue to deliver us? At those very precious times, we have the opportunity to experience and know the God of resurrection. And it's in these death situations, that God's very nature is wrought into our own. We were allowed by God to go into death so that God could spread more into us. And this, brothers and sisters, is how the new covenant ministry is produced. In summary, 2 Corinthians speaks concerning the ministry which is constituted with and produced and formed by the experiences of the riches of Christ through sufferings, consuming pressures in our environment, and the killing work of the cross, an ingredient in the Spirit. Today, there are many teachings, much knowledge, and many gifts, but there's a great shortage of the ministry. Even in 1 Corinthians, 
Paul told the Corinthians, he said, you have fallen behind in no gift. They had all the gifts. But in chapter 3, he said, I had to speak to you as to infants in Christ. I had to give you milk to drink because you couldn't take the solid food. There was no growth in life. Uh, but that is required for the ministry of the new covenant, is the growth in life. With all that as a background, we come to the crucial point of chapter 1, which is in verses 21 and 22, where Paul says this, But the one, capital O, one, who firmly attaches us with you unto Christ and has anointed us is God. He who has also sealed us and given the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. Since we have been attached by God unto Christ, who is the anointed one, we are spontaneously anointed with him by God. Listen, if we are going to minister something of Christ to others, and that's the focus of the new covenant, we have to experience Christ by the working of the cross, in which the Lord may use our environment to break down and consume our outer natural man. And this is for the anointing of the Spirit, the sealing of the Spirit, and the pledge of the Spirit. The ministry comes out of this experience. As the natural man is being broken down and consumed, the anointing of the Spirit imparts God's elements into us, and the sealing forms the divine elements into an impression to express God's image. Finally, we have the pledge of the Spirit. The pledge of the Spirit is the foretaste of God as a sample and guarantee of the full taste to come in the next age. God has put himself into us as a kind of down payment or foretaste of what we will enjoy in the future. May the Lord be merciful to us so that we might be brought into the realization of how much we need the working of the cross to bring us to an end and of how much we need to experience the inner anointing, sealing, and pledging of the Spirit that we may have a real ministry for the body of Christ. What a tremendous view to have when we find ourselves in the throes of human life with oftentimes intense hardships and suffering. I'm really looking forward to diving into the book of 2 Corinthians with you all.